Has COVID done anything for business? Absolutely. It's proven that your business needs cloud computing more than ever. So migrate now to get optimal security and access for your work from anywhere workforce. No cloud offers more than the Microsoft Cloud. And no one gets your business into the Microsoft Cloud better than CloudForce. It's all they do. Start now at GoCloudForce.com. That's GoCloudForce.com. Itching for a scratch. Good morning, uh, Bill Handel here. Uh, Thursday, January 21. Uh, some of the news uh, we are covering and uh, trending. Uh, the president uh, yesterday signed 17 executive orders, uh, reversing virtually everything that he could uh, that uh, the President Trump and the Trump administration had put into place. Uh, and uh, the president is about to um, uh, about to institute the Defense Production Act to get uh, the coronavirus manufacturing up to speed because that's now uh, at a choke point. Uh, and the number of deaths, well, it's it's god-awful, as you can imagine. Uh, oh, and uh, the article of impeachment, this is according to CNN, could be sent to the Senate tomorrow, which means the trial has to start the next day, or I think Monday. Uh, so uh, let's move over to a little bit of handle history. Uh, and it has to do with the city of Los Angeles. And it was 1862... And uh, this town was visited by smallpox. And uh, it jumped from adobe to adobe, because it was all adobe homes in those days, killing more than 100 people and sickening hundreds of others. Now, a big deal, 100 people. Uh, But L.A. had 4,000 people in the population. And so if we do a comparison... A uh, hundred people out of four thousand who died is equivalent to today in the United States eight million people having already died, because we have a two and a half percent mortality rate of those who get the virus. They had a two and a half more two and a half percent mortality rate of everybody in the city, and uh, this would be the uh, deadliest outbreak in uh, America at that point. And uh, we went on to uh, weather several more uh, epidemics, 1868, uh, 1877, 1887. uh, And it turned out that while that first outbreak, fatigue, fatigue uh, came into it. First outbreak was devastating. The last one was more of an annoyance, much like today. And it was a PR headache for Los Angeles because it was trying to brand itself by that point as a land of sunshine and health and city fathers wanted to grow. Uh, so going back to 1862, the winter, a drought had already decimated the cattle business. We were in huge economic distress. And when the first cases uh, cropped up uh, late in 1862, they were concentrated in the native community. And uh, by then, it jumped from the Native community and went across racial and all economic barriers, killing 14 uh, uh, Angelinos in one day. And much like today, uh, undertakers were overwhelmed. Local government underfunded. They didn't know how to deal with it. Boy, does that sound uh, familiar. Uh, And unlike today, at that time, doctors actually had a vaccine uh, it was first developed by an English doctor in 1796, and it was made available. Uh, here's the comparison again. 
the city made it available to all residents, regardless of race, socioeconomic class, for free. Much like the federal government is offering uh, the vaccinations for free. And according to um, the author of Daughters of Charity, uh, it talks about Los Angeles, uh, 1856 to 1927 history. Uh, The author said, while technology has improved, the methods for containing the disease, infectious diseases, that hasn't really changed in 150 years. Here's what they did. 1863, the city hires health inspectors to identify cases and impose quarantine. Self-quarantining? Well, the city enforced it. Uh, Effectively, they were uh, contact uh, contact tracers in the 19th century. Uh, The free vaccination program. Uh, But uh, here's the other issue. The availability of medical treatment, nursing care, even the enforcement of quarantine regulation dependent on one's class status. Now, is there uh, an analogy to today? Well, yeah. You have the money. You have a good insurance program. You're going to do better. At that time, uh, the city surgeon, uh, and it was his job to vaccinate everybody in Los Angeles, uh, anyone who refused to be vaccinated could be arrested. And we talked about, can your employer force you to get a vaccination? Otherwise, you're not working there. Well, in those days, they would arrest people who didn't couldn't be vaccinated, which I'm in favor of, incidentally. I have no problem with that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, now, uh, who didn't get treatment? Native Californians. Why didn't they get treatment? It's not because it wasn't offered to them, because it was free for everybody, and they didn't care who it was. It's because... Uh, they uh, were suspicious of the government. Much like uh, minorities, much like African Americans are suspicious of, quote, the government, and far more African Americans will not take the vaccine uh, because of uh, the suspicion of the government. Same thing with Latinos to a smaller extent, and that doesn't count the crazy, uh, the crazy-ass anti-vaxxers. They're just on a different planet. And then uh, what I really like is the common advice uh, to those who had smallpox. And we should do the same thing here because think of the logic here. Uh, don't eat peppers and spices, so no, no, no uh, Mexican food. Wash salted meats, too much salt in them. Uh, bathe at least once every eight days. Shucks. Burn sulfur on a hot iron. And uh, the native Californians uh, would be in, would have sweat ceremonies followed by icy plunges, which actually uh, hasten death, actually cause you to die more. Uh, and then when we come back, uh, I want to talk about uh, probably one of my favorite characters of this era, a guy by the name of William Money. Ah, what a character. And then uh, Tactical Thursday coming up at 930. So don't go away. Uh, and your chance to win uh, $1,000 when we come back. All right, Jennifer Jones-Lee. You're 
KFI AM uh, 640 handle here and uh, the morning crew on a uh, Thursday morning, January 21. Uh, we start with uh, your chance for some cash. For your chance at a thousand bucks, text the nationwide keyword game G A M E to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's game to 200 200. And if you uh, have one, you'll get a phone call from a number that you do not recognize, which you have to answer. 20 minutes after the hour, every weekday, uh, between 5.20 a.m. and 6.20 p.m. I want to revisit uh, the smallpox uh, scare, the outbreak of 1862 in Los Angeles, and how it compares to what we're going through right now. And the comparisons actually are eerie in terms of the quarantining, in terms of uh, free vaccinations, because they actually had a vaccine for smallpox in those days, rudimentary, but it worked. And that had been discovered in the late 1700s. And so you have just a, a very close connection, how the government approached it. And uh, they had health experts who went out and made sure that quarantining was taking place and made sure that people were vaccinated. And if you didn't get the vaccine, you were liable to be arrested. Boy, those days are gone. Uh, I would love that. So uh, out of this comes a bunch of quacks. Gee, I haven't heard any quacks uh, in uh, this thing at all, have we? Uh, the most notable one, I love this story, a guy by the name of William Money. Uh, he uh, claimed to be an expert in astrology, natural history, medicine, meteorology, theology, history, and cartography. If he were alive today, he'd be a senior medical advisor to President Trump. And he once attempted to raise himself from the dead. That was part of it. It's a great story, too. Uh, he said he could imitate Christ and rise from the grave on the third day. And so, uh, okay, a bunch of Angelinos said, oh, yeah, prove it. So he climbs into a pine box. The top is nailed shut. The box is lowered into the ground as, as the dirt is being shoveled on the, uh, on the box. He is screaming, for the love of God, let me out. So that experiment failed. And so uh, the quacksters were going uh, crazy. And so what happened? How were they able to quell this? Well, what ends up happening with any of these uh, pandemics is that they do actually go away. Uh, President Trump was right when he said this will go away. Uh, the problem is, is that his timing was a little bit off. He said this will go away this summer. Uh, no, this past summer we're talking about, no. Because if you look at uh, the flu uh, epidemic, the influenza, the Spanish flu in 1918, it actually was over three years. There were three waves of the uh, Spanish flu, with the second and third wave even being worse than the first one. And did it burn itself out? Yeah, it did. It did. Otherwise, the entire planet dies. And what ends up happening as these viruses, I mean, they mutate like crazy. And not only do they mutate where they're more dangerous, they also mutate where they become more benign. And that's, uh, from what I understand, tends to happen with these massive pandemics. So will this end on its own? Yeah, probably. Uh, but uh, the good news is uh, we're not waiting for that, are we? Uh, no. No, we are waiting for uh, this thing to hit 
uh, the vaccines to hit uh, critical mass, hopefully by summer, if not by fall. And then the issue becomes uh, the third world, uh, because the point is to vaccinate uh, enough people out there in the world where uh, this thing really does disappear. And that's still uh, probably several years off. Maybe not. Maybe not. When you have uh, the ramp up of uh, the ma- the manufacturer and the distribution, uh, if they're manufacturing, they're manufacturing. And it's not like uh, these are cars that you're shipping uh, on aircraft. Uh, these are vaccine doses. And that one little vial is five doses or four or five doses. So it's not expensive to move around the world. Uh, coming up. Tactical Thursday with uh, Brian Boyd, do I have some questions about the new administration and its approach to the military. This is KFI AM 640. Let's check in with Jennifer Jones. Did you know buying a mattress at Mattress Warehouse means you have a one-year price guarantee? Find a better price? They'll match it, plus 50% of the difference. Why buy anywhere else? Mattress Warehouse. Sleephappens.com. Mattress Warehouse. Sleephappens.com. Has COVID done anything for business? Absolutely. It's proven that your business needs cloud computing more than ever. So migrate now to get optimal security and access for your work from anywhere workforce. No cloud offers more than the Microsoft cloud. And no one gets your business into the Microsoft cloud better than CloudForce. It's all they do. Start now at GoCloudForce.com. That's GoCloudForce.com. You've come to fight a street man. Three men you are. Pack your bags, fellas. War's over. Oh, that's brilliant, Bumpkin. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. And good morning, everybody. Bill Handel here as we uh, end the show, or at least the last two segments of the show. Uh, it's time for Tactical Thursday with Brian Suits. Brian heard uh, 8 to 11 p.m. on Saturdays here on uh, KFI with the Dark Secret Place. And Sundays, 8 to 10 p.m. with the Super Hyper Local Sunday Show. And his social media handle is at Dark Secret Place. And uh, Brian, good morning. Uh, good morning, Bill. We have oh, there you are. Okay. News. Yeah, all right. Uh, obviously, uh, you have a lot to say and a lot to think about with uh, the new administration. Because uh, we're going from a, an administration uh, that was rather unique, very, very heavy on uh, building up uh, the military uh, and staying out of foreign wars to the Biden administration. So what do you see is going to happen at the Biden administration's approach to our military? Um, well, thing one, the Washington Post, Washington Post broke this news about a half an hour ago that the Biden administration is seeking a five-year extension with Russia on the START Treaty, which is um, uh, negotiated in the 80s uh, and signed by the first uh, Bush administration. And it's been very effective. It's the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. It, it has been uh, very effective. This is not to be confused with the INF, the Inter- Intermediate range nuclear forces treaty that the trump administration um got out of last year because the russians were breaking it um this one both sides have been following it's verifiable everyone agreed it's it's a good treaty what was holding it up was the trump administration tried to get china to join in because when the thing was negotiated in the 80s and 90s china really wasn't a you know serious strategic nuclear peer or, or rival 
Um, but now they kind of are. And the Russians quietly said, yeah, we don't have a problem with that. But the Chinese never bit. So any, anyway, the Biden administration is extending a five-year extension. Um, and it's uh, uh, the, main, the main deal is it's going to be crowed about as a mastery of statesmanship and the whole thing today. And it, it was kind of a self-licking lollipop. So, so there's that. And then also yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but, um, but ISIS said uh, congratulations to the new president with a double suicide bomb in Baghdad. And it's it was not a coincidence that it was ha uh, yesterday. Could have been could have been Monday. Could have been Tuesday. Could have yeah. been today. It was yesterday as a message to the Biden administration, uh, which is uh, we missed you guys. We, yeah, I'll bet. Hey, should, uh, does uh, like ISIS? Yeah, the, uh, ISIS and the other terrorists around the world do they differentiate at all uh, between administrations? Does it matter to them? ISIS does. Um, they they came to uh, prominence under the Obama administration, um, and uh, they had a they've had a very bad last four years, and so they're they're welcoming the Biden administration back with a, a pair of uh, suicide bombings. Where in this one, it was uh, uh, the first guy killed a bunch of people in the marketplace. The second guy acted like he was injured and called a crowd over to him of good Samaritans. Then he blew them up and himself. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they they probably are going to see uh, they feel like they can be resurgent in Syria, though. The the shine is kind of off that apple. And uh, uh, so uh, we're going to see more of this. And uh, does the well, I mean, let me reverse it. I'm assuming the Biden administration is actually going to uh, pay attention to the CIA and military intelligence uh, and so do you see a more successful uh, infiltration or stopping of uh, ISIS and other terrorist groups? Um, I, I, I don't I think that they have a really good foundation to build on because these last four years were devastating uh, to ISIS. But I, um, I, I, I think the Biden administration is going to start going back to the Obama administration's flowery rhetoric about human rights and the whole thing, which is kind of dangerous because Obama, you know, the president of the United States, regardless of who it is, they when they speak, it's policy. And Obama said Assad must go. Well, he didn't go. He is still there. He's still a bad guy. Um, and I, I think the Biden administration has to be consistent. And I think they're going to say Assad must go. But uh, no, I don't want to go do it. I don't know anyone that wants to go do it. I've, I've done I've had my time establishing democracy in that part of the world. You know, keep slipping off the wall. Yeah. Um, right, right. And so I so anyway, that, that's a policy from his prior administration. Right. So uh, under the Trump administration, uh, the United States was spending, what, six hundred and fifty, seven hundred billion dollars a year to not only maintain, but to upgrade the military pretty drastically, dramatically. Uh, how do you see the Biden administration uh, affecting and looking at our own military? I think there are going to be budget cuts because that is what the epicenter of the Democratic Party believes in. They believe that the existence of weaponry is what leads to war. And Biden knows different. Bi Biden is an adult. He's you know spent 50 years on Capitol Hill since he was 29. He knows how this works. Um, but he he's going to be the only voice in the room saying, eh, let's continue building aircraft carriers. They, uh, they're pretty useful, you know. And uh, so, so th there'll be budget cuts. Of, of course there will be. And it'll affect us locally. Um, uh, Northrop Grumman, 
Um, you know, Boeing, these are significant employers here in the Southland. Uh, um, <clears throat> Software-wise, a lot of that defense uh, uh, concerned software here in the Southland. The uh, General Atomics, uh, well, here's the difference. Obama loved drones, and Biden loves drones, too. Trump loved drones. Everyone loved dr loves drones. So if you are uh, working there at General Atomics, uh, you, you're, you have at least four years of guaranteed employment coming up. Hmm. And, uh, you know, let's take a break. I want to come back uh, and uh, talk about... Uh, our overseas commitments uh, to NATO, uh, Israel. Uh, I want to bring that up because uh, the day that uh, Biden won the presidency, I know the entire hierarchy of the Israeli government started sitting Shiva and uh, we're not very happy. So I will come back with Brian on that one. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Jennifer, what's going on? Mother Superior John the Gun. Mother Superior jumped the gun. Mother Superior jumped the gun. Mother Superior jumped the gun. And uh, good morning, everybody. Mother Bill Handel here as uh, we end the show on a Thursday morning, January 21, second day of the Biden administration. Uh, Defense Production Act may very well be kicked in. Uh, and it looks like tomorrow uh, it could very well be that the article, the article, of uh, impeachment is turned over to uh, the Senate, which then must hold a trial. And there's a whole world to that. Oh, my God, the politics of that. Back we go, Tactical Thursday with uh, Brian Suits. Uh, Brian, uh, the U.S. and Israel, as I said, uh, that when uh, uh, Joe Biden won the election, Israel went into a national state of mourning that they lost uh, President Trump. Uh, what's going on now? Although Joe Biden knows everybody there, doesn't he? Well, he does, but they don't like him. And this this goes for uh, Saudi Arabia, the Emirates, uh, and uh, Bahrain and Kuwait. The, these last four years have moved the ball on Middle East peace more than the prior 60. Um, and it, it's because of a common enemy in Iran. The Israelis and the, and, the, and the Gulf Arabs are all agreed Iran shouldn't have a nuclear weapon, and so was Trump. They're, this is what they're afraid of. Is they're afraid of a Iran nuclear deal 2.0, um, and military aid will be held hostage. Sales of, of updated F-15s will be held hostage from Saudi Arabia. The, the kingdom is quietly afraid that Biden is going to reopen the Khashoggi murder slash dismemberment controversy um, and is, is going to put a, a complete lid on any American uh, uh, aid for their ongoing war in Yemen. And and all of this would be is just a negotiating ploy to get Iran somehow uh, to reciprocate by opening up their nuclear program. This is what didn't work in 2010, 2011, 2012, mm -hmm. you know the rest. So this is um, so, so the Israelis, both both uh, Jerusalem and Riyadh, are are bracing for the other shoe to 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 drop. And do we know for a fact that uh, Biden is uh, going to reverse the uh, Trump administration's view on Middle East uh, Middle East peace? Because, but that was one of the things Biden said uh, is he actually congratulated the Trump administration and gave it kudos for what it did in the Middle East. You had the Israel, the prime minister of Israel, a Jewish feller, flies to Riyadh and embraces the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, like I say, 
Bush two couldn't do it. Bush one couldn't do it. Clinton, Reagan, no one could do that. If for some reason it happened in the past year, so you can't undo that. Uh, and so if the if the Biden administration is smart, they'll they'll maybe put their own stamp on it. But you're not going to undo that. The, 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 one of their initial problems is that the Secretary of State of the United States of America, whoever that guy was 24 hours ago, uh, declared what China is doing to the Uyghur people is genocide. So now the hottest iron in the fire with China is they get to pull that iron out. They have to ungenocide it or they have to prove it and double down. Because if, if, if people don't know this— in the United Nations, thanks to a treaty the U.S. Uh, proposed and, and, and was uh, approved, if something's declared genocide in the U.N., the entire world has to come to a halt and deal with that. So the Chinese are busy you know, buying off uh, the, the U.N. Real quickly, uh, I should say this. I was holding my breath yesterday up until 9 a.m. You know, Pacific time. Trump did—people listened real close. Trump did not pardon Edward Snowden— or Julian Assange, because yeah. anybody, anybody who has had exposure to the truth of what those two spies are, doesn't call them whistleblowers or tell them that, oh, they, they shined a light on the NSA. No, no, they're spies. They they, they are spies who yeah, benefited the Russians full stop. Yeah, on that level, on the, uh, on the uh, pardons, actually, uh, I thought Trump uh, handled the pardons fairly well. Uh, and much, much uh, more understated than uh, everybody thought it was going to be. Probably the most controversial one, if you think about it, uh, would be Steve. Uh, well, Lil Wayne is just hilarious. Uh, but uh, uh, Steve Bannon uh, probably yeah. would be the most high profile. Didn't pardon uh, Trump, didn't pardon himself or members of his family, which, by the way, not that he wouldn't have, but uh, his advisor said politically that's kind of stupid because once you pardon yourself, the assumption is you've admitted to doing everything you've been accused of doing. Uh, so uh, you can't do that. Uh, anyway, so how does the military look at uh, Biden? I mean, there was obviously uh, a lot of contention between senior members of the military and the Trump administration. How is it going to play out now with the new president? Probably one of the first overseas trips he'll make will be, uh, of course, to London to see the newly un, you know, un, newly Brexited Britain. But but uh, but uh, Biden is going to double down really quickly on uh, I believe in NATO. I've been there for NATO. Uh, but I was I was leading the charge against Milosevic and 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 all that. However, what no one is saying out loud, and believe me, um, Biden secretly liked this. The fact that Trump scared the living bejesus, especially out of the Germans, about them having to pay their freight, pay 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 their way um, on NATO. You know, it's not an annual fee. It's not it's not you know the mob paying protection money. You just have to budget four percent of your GDP towards defense, and none of those countries were doing it, um, except the Eastern European countries, Poland, the, the new NATO countries, uh, and very secretly, the Pentagon is super happy that that Trump did that, and Biden won't say it, but he's he's glad too because his old boss Obama never did it. We we we're prosecuting a war in Afghanistan, and the Germans. 
they were so short of helicopters, we kept having to call up American National Guard people who were barely unpacked from their last time in Afghanistan to go back there and cover German ass because they didn't have enough working helicopters. It was outrageous. Yeah, and that you have to give. You know, there's certain things that the Trump administration deserves a lot of credit, uh, which uh, I think when all of this pans out, when history looks bad, uh, looks back, I happen to think he's going to be considered one of the worst presidents out there, uh, much like uh, Nixon, who did some extraordinary ordinary things uh, was uh, nailed for uh, the resignation Watergate, like Lyndon Johnson, who did extraordinary things. Uh, it's all about the Vietnam War. And I think Trump is going to get uh, given very bad marks by history. Uh, but uh, certain things he did uh, he has to be given a lot of credit for. And uh, uh, especially during the pandemic, he's going to be nailed for the pandemic. But Operation Warp Speed was all his uh, and uh, spent uh, zillions of dollars. Uh, Brian. Uh, as always, uh, thank you much. We never have enough time, but we'll pick it up again, and I'll, and I'll catch you this weekend. Have Oakley, a good one. All right. Take care. Uh, we're back again tomorrow. It starts at 5 a.m. with a wake-up call. Uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee, I come aboard at 6, and we do our thing for four hours. And coming up next, it's uh, Gary and Shannon. Handle in the morning crew, this is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Buying a mattress can be tough. With so many choices, it's overwhelming. Where do you even start? Introducing Bedmatch, a patented diagnostic system that determines your pressure points and recommends the mattresses that are best for your individual sleep needs. Sounds easy, right? It is. And it's found only at Mattress Warehouse. Try Bedmatch at a mattress warehouse near you. Visit sleephappens.com for locations and get free next day delivery on select purchases. Mattress Warehouse. SleepHappens.com